Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Woodland, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We're so glad you could join us, and we pray that this message you're listening to today is a blessing to your day, and I want to invite you also to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service and upcoming events, and uh, we hope that we can connect with you and see you soon. Your Bibles and will turn quickly with me to the Gospel of Luke chapter 24. The Gospel of Luke chapter 24 beginning at verse 44. Amen. I'm glad that we are here where we'll not just talk about Pentecost or preach about Pentecost or sing about Pentecost, but I'm glad that we are in a church where we can see, feel, experience, and live Pentecost for ourselves here on a Sunday. Amen. To all of our guests, welcome to First Church. We are so delighted to have you with us today. Amen. What a tremendous honor it is to have you with us on this day of Pentecost. This is the birthday of the church. Over 2,000 years ago, amen, the church was birthed, praise God, in an upper room. And, and we think it's noteworthy to, to take time out and to celebrate that. Amen. Luke chapter 24, beginning at verse 44. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things, everybody say all things, must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Verse 45. Then he opened their understanding. Somebody just say, God, open my understanding. Then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to raise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. I'm, I, we still believe that. Amen. Yesterday we had three new souls born again of water. Amen. We believe in baptism. Praise God. Verse 48, and ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany. And he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Say he blessed them. Say he blessed them at Bethany. Look at your neighbor and say he blessed them at Bethany. And it came to pass while he blessed them. Somebody shout it again. He blessed them. He was departed from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. Verse 50, one more time. And he led them out as far as Bethany. And he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Amen. I want to preach to you for a little while today. Amen. It's Pentecost Sunday, so we're going to talk about it. I want to preach about from the blessing of Bethany to the promise of Pentecost. From the blessing of Bethany to the promise of Pentecost. And would you just pray with me right now? Jesus, we thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence that has moved in this house. 
in such a rich and a real way. Lord, I pray that you would do the same for us today as you did for the disciples 2,000 years ago. Would you open our understanding, oh God? Would you open our understanding, Lord, to both see and to know, amen, the purpose and the intent of your word. Lord, I pray for a fresh Pentecost to happen in all of our lives today. I pray that somebody today, that their life would be transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let Pentecost be reignited in each and every one of us today. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. And would you just clap to the Lord right now? And just thank him for his wonderful presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. You can be seated. Look at your neighbor and tell him from the blessings of Bethany to the promise at Pentecost. At the time of our text, the disciples had been on quite an emotional roller coaster ride. They had, within the past few weeks, witnessed their leader, their Messiah, Jesus Christ, open blind eyes and perform other miracles. They were sailing high. They were riding at the top, if you were, while miracles were being performed and the crowds gathered around him. And yet they had also witnessed, in the past few weeks, their leader, Jesus, a man, pray in the garden of Gethsemane with such a fervency and heaviness. Then soldiers came to take him away. They watched the same crowds that called him Messiah and called him the Son of God chant crucify him at the same time. They were near as he was beaten and eventually placed on the cross to die. No doubt they were dealing with very strong mixed emotions and when even somewhat confused by all the events that were now taking place at such a hectic pace. One moment he's walking on water the next moment, his back is being laid open with the whips of the Roman soldiers. You see, Jesus now has died and has been resurrected. And now he revealed himself to the disciples. And now we can see their emotional response. Amen. And, and to see what God has done in Luke chapter 24 and verse uh, number 38. And I'll be reading today from the uh, NIV in, in the portion of my message today. He said unto them, why are you troubled? And why do you doubt? Why do doubts rise in your minds? He goes from miracles and signs and wonders to betrayal and death and to say that, that their emotions were on a roller coaster would truly be an understatement because now he walks in and he has to say, why are you troubled and why do your doubts rise in your mind? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself touch me and see a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have and when he had said this he showed them his hands and his feet verse 41 and while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement 
he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? Notice the disciples went from being very troubled, amen, and very doubtful to having joy and amazement. In just a matter of seconds, they went from being troubled and, and, and distressed and doubted, amen, to have joy and amazement. Uh, Luke chapter 24 and verses 44 through 49, again in the NIV, he said unto them, this is what I told you while I was with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. Verse 45, and he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. Amen. When you are in the scripture, we need to be praying, God, open our mind, open our understanding. Amen. And he opened their minds. In verse 46, he told them that this is what is written, the Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things and I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed or as the King James says, endued with power from on high. So now we see that Jesus is opening their understanding to the scriptures concerning his purpose and his coming. He had performed many miracles. He had healed many sicknesses and diseases. He had raised the dead. He had walked on water. He had fed the multitudes. Amen. But that was not his purpose for coming. He was about to reveal the true purpose, amen, that his coming was. And that was when he said that it is written that Christ must suffer and then be raised from the dead on the third day. And that repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You see, the mission of Jesus was not just to heal the sick. The mission of Jesus was not just to perform miracles, but the mission of Jesus Jesus was to seek and save that which was lost. To seek and save that which was lost. <clears throat> this is what his disciples saw him do in three and a half years of his earthly ministry. But his purpose was fulfilling the promise and the promise was at Pentecost. Amen. His purpose on the earth was to get mankind into a position of repentance and forgiveness and a turning away of their sins so that the promise could come from heaven, so that the promise can come to God's people. Jesus said, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And then the Bible says he led them out as far as Bethany and he lifted up his hands and he blessed them. What an incredible experience to be there that day on that hillside when Jesus would bless his disciples. He would lift up his hands and he would say I bless you and we don't know every word that he spoke but we know that he spoke blessing over them. What a powerful experience to have God bless you and to have God lift his hands over your life and to bless you. No doubt the 
the disciples were staggering under the power of his voice as God made manifest in the flesh had resurrected the three day dead body of Christ and there he stands with scars in his hands and in his feet as he blesses his disciples amen I want you to know God has a blessing for your life today God has a blessing for your life today Now, the, the, the word blessed there in the Greek is the Greek word yologia and yologio, and it's from the Greek phrase. It means to praise or to speak well. It means religiously to bless or to thank or to invoke a benediction upon. Amen. To cause one to prosper. This blessing was important because it was here that Jesus imparted unto his disciples the instruction to go beyond the current blessing at Bethany and go to Jerusalem and await the promise of the Father. I want you to know there is more to serving God than just blessing. There is more to serving God than just being blessed. There's something that goes beyond the dimension of blessing. There's something that goes further than just him speaking blessing. I'm thankful for the blessings of God, but I know that there is more that God has for me and you than just a blessing. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. The Bible said at Bethany, he lifted his hands and he blessed them. At Bethany, he lifted his hands and he blessed them. But when he got done blessing them, he said, it's not over. Now I need you to go to the city and I need you to wait for the promise. There's a difference between a blessing and a promise. Let me say it again. There's a difference between a blessing and a promise. And for all of those that say that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is just a blessing from God, you don't even know what you're talking about because Jesus had already blessed them. He said, this is not a blessing, but I'm sending you a promise. Amen. Let, 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 me, let me just kind of emphasize that a little bit more because there are so many that think the baptism of the Holy Ghost as it did in Acts 2 and Acts 19 and Acts 10. Uh, they believe that the baptism of the Holy Ghost evidenced by speaking with tongues uh, is just some blessing from God that it's not really salvific. It really has no purpose or no bearing on one's uh, 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 their being born again of spirit. Amen. But Jesus contradicts that kind of a statement because if the Holy Ghost baptism were a mere blessing they would have received it that day when he lifted his hands and he blessed them if all the Holy Ghost is is a blessing they would have received it that day when he lifted his hands and he blessed them but he told them I'm going to bless you now but you go to Jerusalem and you pray and you wait and you seek God because there's something greater than a blessing that's coming there's a promise that I'm going to send to you. Amen. I'm thankful for the blessing, but there's more than just blessing and serving God. There is a promise that God has for each and every one of us in this place today. He's got more than just blessing for your life.
I ask you this question this morning, whether you're a, a, a guest or you've been attending and you, a church ever since Noah got off the ark, to anyone from there and in between, amen, I've got a question. If God has more for you than what you currently have right now, would you want it? If God has more for your life than what you currently possess right now, would you want it? Would you be willing to receive it? Would you be willing to follow the instructions of God, amen, to receive that promise because the disciples could have walked off that hillside and they could have jumped and clicked their heels together and said we're blessed of God we're blessed of God you see they realized that the blessing was only a portion of what God was wanting to do in their life that blessing is wonderful as it is as powerful as it is that there is more that Jesus has for my life than just some pronouncement verbal blessing but he has a promise for my life it was while Jesus spoke these things the Bible said he ascended up into glory amen and had not been seen again by the disciples after that it was also here at Bethany that we are told by theologians that some built memorials and considered that spot where Jesus went away to be a very hallowed and sacred place. They erected memorials, the historians say, to the place where Jesus ascended. Amen. But that was not the point of the ascension. It was not to build memorials, amen, about a holy place where Jesus had left because Jesus said, get off of this mountain and go to the city until you be endued with power from on high. The disciples understood the importance of leaving Bethany and they understood the imperative of going to Jerusalem. And it is at this point they, they realized there was far more for them than the blessing of Bethany. There was far more for humanity than the miraculous birth of Christ. There was far more for mankind than just the incredible life that Jesus lived. And there was even more for you and I than just the death and the burial and resurrection. You see, there was more that God had for humanity than the ascension of Christ. There was more for the disciples than just a blessing at Bethany. So they made the difficult journey from the mountain to the city and they went from the blessing of Bethany to the promise at Pentecost. Now listen to the rest of the story in our text in verse 52 and 53 it says, and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Verse 53 said, and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. And then the book is closed. And then Dr. Luke picks up his pen and he begins to write the book of the Acts of the Apostles. Amen. Acts is a continuum of Luke's epistle that he wrote. And he starts out in verse one of chapter one and he says, and again, this is in the NIV. He says, in my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up into heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles that he had chosen. After his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. 
he appeared unto them over a period of 40 days and spoke to them about the kingdom of God. Amen. Verse 4, on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the promise my father, the gift my father has promised, which you have heard me preach about. Verse 5, for John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Luke is writing and he goes down to verse 12 and he says, he picks up on what they what they did in verse 12 and said, then they, that is the disciples, returned to Jerusalem from the hill which is called the Mount of Olives. A Sabbath day walked from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot and Judas of James. Verse 14, they all joined together consistently in prayer along with the women Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers Luke then continues to write in Acts 2 and verse number 1 and he says that when the day of Pentecost had come they were all together in one place suddenly there came a sound like the blowing of a violent wind that came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit had enabled them there are far too many people that go to church and are just blessed there are far too many people that live their existence at Bethany there are far too many people that are contented with living at Bethany I'm telling you God is moving across America. God is moving across this nation. God is moving across our state. But far too many are satisfied with the Bethany blessing. Too many followers just live off their past experiences. Some people are satisfied with their current spiritual status, whatever denomination they identify themselves with and have no desire to draw nearer to the Lord. They are dwelling at Bethany. They are living on the blessing of Bethany. But I want to ask you this question today. Are you satisfied with your current status in God? Do you believe that there is more for your life? Do you believe that God has more for you than just a blessing. And if you do, I've come to tell you this morning uh, that you can receive the promise at Pentecost uh, because the blessing of God is God's benevolence. Uh, But the power of Pentecost uh, is the ability to walk in authority and in the power of Almighty God. Oh, lift your voice to the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, if you want to go from blessing to promise, come on, go ahead and lift your voice to the Lord. Hallelujah. I come to tell you this morning, amen, as I rapidly come to a close, 
I come to tell you this morning, we can preach about the blessing of Abraham and we can preach and sing and shout and dance about the blessings of God and you can live right there in Bethany, but you can live, amen, you can live bound in your blessing. You can live in chains of your blessing or you can step off the Mount of Olives and go into Jerusalem and tarry. I want you to know this church has been praying this week. We've been praying for you. We may not have prayed for you by name, but we prayed for everybody that walked through these doors to come in contact with the God of Pentecost, to come into this house today and be filled with the promise. I want to reiterate what I said earlier that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not just a blessing, but the baptism of the Holy Ghost is a promise for your life. I don't know about you, but I want God's promise over my life. I want God's promise over my life. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost moving here right now. If God's got more for you, do you want it? Are you willing to seek it? Are you willing to push? Are you willing to pray? Are you willing to seek? Are you willing to knock? Are you willing to ask? Are you willing to reach? Because the truth is, God has more for you. God's got more for you. So why not? Why not relocate from the place of blessing to the place of promise? Why don't you relocate from the blessing of Bethany to the promise of Pentecost? Where you shall be endued with power from on high. You may be living blessed, but are you living bound? You may be living blessed, but are you living with no authority? I've come to tell you this morning that Jesus Christ, a man, when he sent the Holy Ghost, he sent it in his name because it is him. And the Bible said that we would be endued with power from on high. Amen. I want you to know there's a power in this place right now that goes far beyond blessing. There's a power in this place right now that goes far beyond just feeling good. But there is a power in this place right now that can baptize you. It can transform your life. Would you stand with me today? So the ball is in your court. The response is not up to God. What happens from here, from this moment forward, is not up to me. It's not up to God. It's not up to a church. It is singularly up to each one of us as individuals. Do we stay contented on Bethany's hill of blessing? Or do we step out and say, I want the promise of the Father? Let me say this. It may not come the first time you ask for it. They had to pray for 10 days and 10 nights. Fasting and praying. Lord, send the promise. Lord, send the promise. They tarried, amen, with the power or rather the energy or the motivation of Bethany's blessing until it pushed them into a place where all 120 of them 
began to go from individuals to of one accord where they begin to pray on the same process the same thought process the same same intent of the heart and they begin to pray lord send the promise send the promise and when they finally got to the place where they were not willing to live with just Bethany's blessing when they got hungry enough to push past that place they had already been in their walk with God when they got desperate enough to cry out a little louder to push a little harder to pray a little more intense the Bible said then the day of Pentecost was fully come and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. I've come to tell you this morning, amen, whether you're a member of this church or not, whether this is your first time to a church or not I've come to tell you that Pentecost is real and the baptism of the Holy Ghost is real and if they received it 2,000 years ago, the promise has not expired, amen but it is still for you today. As a matter of fact, you're filled. You're in a room that's filled with people that have not only been blessed of God, but have received the promise of God. That is our salvation. That is the baptism of the Holy Spirit as being evidenced by speaking in tongues. I would right now, would you just lift your hands, close your eyes for just a moment before we open these altars. I want want us to pray together. Amen. Pentecost began with fervent and intentional repentance. Amen. Before we go any further in the service, I would that we would take a few moments and just repent. If you don't know how to do it, you can pray along with me, but own what I'm going to say and personalize it to yourself. There's nobody in this building that is without sin. So you need not be ashamed. All you got to do is call upon the name of the Lord. Amen. I would that everybody would just lift their voice and begin to repent with me as we come together in one accord. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the sacrifice that you made on Calvary's cross. I thank you, Lord, that you came and that you lived a perfect life. I thank you, Lord, that you took my place on Calvary. I thank you, Lord, that you shed your blood from the forgiveness of my sins. And I come to you this morning, Lord, not asking for a blessing, but asking you to have mercy upon my soul. Asking you to forgive me and to wash me, Lord. Lord, I admit this morning that I am wrong and that you are right. That there are things in my life that I have done that violate your word and your morality. And I ask you, God, to forgive me. Forgive me of every unkind word. Forgive me of every impure thought. Forgive me, Lord, of any action or deed that I've done that has trespassed your holy word. Lord, I'm asking you right now, would you forgive me my sins, Lord, and cleanse me from my unrighteousness, God? I need you, Lord, to intervene in my life. I can't make it on my own for my righteousness. It's nothing but filthy rags in your presence. So I'm asking you, Lord, clothe me. Clothe me with your grace and your righteousness. Wash me in your blood. And though my sins be as scarlet, wash them white as 
snow by the power of your perfect blood. I ask you, God, to let mercy sweep over my soul. Oh, God, I ask you today to forgive me that I might come into fellowship with you this morning, that I might receive not just a blessing, but, God, I want to receive the promise of Pentecost in my life. I'm willing to leave Bethany's hillside of blessing to step into the upper room and the power of Pentecost. Lord, I don't want to leave here the same way that I've come, but I want to leave here transformed and changed by the power of the Holy Ghost. I want more for my life than what I have now, God. I want more than what I have now. I want more than religion. I want more than a church experience. I want more than just being a part of a group. But Lord, I want Pentecost in my life. I want it fresh today. Lord, I, I'm pray, praying that you baptize me fresh in the Holy Ghost. Lord, baptize me as if it were the first time that I've received your blessed Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.